One of the things that stops small business owners from creating marketing content consistently is this feeling of being uninspired, of having no idea what to say in the first place. If you can relate to this, you are in good company. So many of us struggle with knowing what our marketing content should actually be about. But I am here to help. I have come up with 100 prompts that you can use to guide your marketing from your social media posts to your emails to your longer form content. I guarantee that these prompts will get you inspired and that you'll have more ideas than you even know what to do with. You can download this list of 100 marketing prompts for free at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100 prompts. That's makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100-P-R-O-M-P-T-S. Welcome back to Making Good, the podcast for small businesses who want to make a big impact. I'm your host, Lauren Tilden, and this is episode 43. Today, I'm going to give you a bit of a behind the scenes tour of my business, quick review of 2020 and how I'm approaching 2021. I just want to say up front that this is not the episode I had planned for today. That episode will still be coming. But as I sat down to put together my thoughts for this episode, I realized that what I wanted to start the year with was something a little bit different. I wanted to start the year by opening up a little more than I have in most of the past episodes. One thing that has always been a priority for me in business and in this podcast is to be real. Yes, I want to be helpful to you by sharing what I know and bringing on guests and experts to share what they know. But I think there's another way to be helpful which is just to pull back the curtains on my business and life so you can see what's there, what's working, what's not working, what I struggle with, what I learn. And so I want to do more of that this year. And today for this episode, I invite you into my business and life where I will show you around. I'm going to start by giving you a quick overview of what 2020 looked like for me personally and in business. And then I'll talk a little bit about what I learned in hopes that you can take that with you as well as we both head into 2021. Finally, we will wrap up with some quick thoughts about what's next for me in business and for this podcast. So 2020, this year was heartbreaking and unprecedented, and it was tough on small businesses. When I think about my experience of 2020, the first word that comes to mind is exhausting. For anyone who's new here, I run two businesses. The first is a plant-inspired stationery brand called Good Sheila. We sell greeting cards and stickers and prints based on my watercolor designs of nature and color in nature. And the second business is a retail store in Seattle called Station 7. We sell in person in the shop and online. And this is a store that my mom started and that as of 2019, I now own. This year started strong for both businesses, but when March hit and COVID started to require businesses to close, both of these businesses were hit hard. The retail shop had to close fully for a couple of months, and at the time that we closed, we didn't even have online shopping set up. So we went from our normal monthly revenue to zero overnight. And for Good Sheila, most Good Sheila revenue comes from retail stores like Station 7, I sell my cards wholesale and stores buy them to sell to their customers directly. So when these stores had to close, that also cut back on Good Sheila sales. Between the two, Station 7 has employees and generates more revenue than Good Sheila. So when things started getting intense, I had to prioritize that. 
I kept Good Sheila running, obviously, but I really had to put it on the back burner. I fulfilled orders when they came in, and I did manage to release one new collection of designs. But for the most part, I really didn't focus on Good Sheila. I focused on Station 7. My small and mighty team and I scrambled and were somehow able to launch online shopping within about 10 days of closing our doors in March. We learned how to package and ship orders. We learned how to do a curbside pickup. We made just about every mistake you can make along the way, from typos on the website to selling things that were actually out of stock. (laughs) But we kept going. Eventually, we were able to reopen our doors, but with important safety measures that affected how we could do business. We hung in there through the summer and then in the fall started gearing up for the holidays. The holidays are a critical time for a lot of small businesses, including Station 7. Typically, we do something like 30% of our annual sales in December alone. So we put a ton of energy into December. We brought in new lines. We expanded our lineup of Black-owned businesses. We launched a new website. And because COVID restrictions mean we have a very limited in-store capacity, we started offering private shopping appointments. Ultimately, after all was said and done, we did have a pretty good holiday season. Not as good as last year, but good enough. In early summer, with the killing of George Floyd and the global conversation around racial injustice that followed, we made some decisions around what part we could take in being part of the solution, including expanding our lineup of Black makers that we carry at Station 7. We also worked on making intentional spending easier through our website. And for Good Sheila, we selected the Loveland Foundation, an organization focused on showing up for communities of color with particular focus on Black women and girls. In my personal life, I also had a lot going on. In October, my partner Kate and I moved out of our house in West Seattle so that we can remodel it. We literally had to pack up the entire house, every single room, and store most of it in the basement of our house in West Seattle, and then move the rest of us with us to our temporary location in Tacoma. There were a couple of other big personal life things, including one more pretty big personal life update, which I will share with you in a couple of weeks. And here's something else I haven't really shared here about 2020. My mental health was not so awesome for the last few months of the year. As I've said before on this podcast, I have OCD, like the real OCD, not the I'm so OCD because I like things organized. For me, the biggest way that I experience OCD is around the idea of cleanliness and contamination, which means I use a lot of my brain space to think about these ideas of cleanliness, and I use a lot of time and energy spent washing my hands and trying to keep everything clean. And just a side note, hi, right now I know that washing your hands is super, super important. But what I'm talking about is way beyond what is healthy or helpful to the point where your hands get so dry that at times, if you stretch them in a certain way, they bleed. If you don't have obsessive compulsive disorder, it can be hard to explain how absolutely consuming OCD can be to someone who experiences it. It can really take over your life. But let me also say here that I'm doing fine right now. (laughs) My OCD is pretty well managed. I am very functional and I take medication that helps lessen the anxiety around it as well. But when things get stressful for me in my life, that takes a toll on my mental health. And that's why it's so important for me to pay better attention to how much I pile on my plate than I did this year. In early December, I realized that I needed to take a time out. So I actually ended up going to a hotel contact free 
to just completely reset and sleep and try to get organized and get myself back together. And it helps a lot. And then, of course, I haven't even talked about launching this podcast. This might sound like an exaggeration, but hosting this podcast has been life-changing for me. Running a podcast has been the biggest adventure in personal growth ever. Any self-doubt, any mindset issues, any negative self-talk that I've ever had has come up for me in the last seven months, as tends to happen when you push yourself to do bigger and bigger things. But there have been so many positive outcomes of starting this podcast. I love hearing from so many of you who have learned something or got something valuable out of listening. I have even connected with a bunch of you in the Facebook group for this podcast, the Good Business Community. I've gotten so much clarity around what I know, what I care about, and the direction that I want to take my life and business. And I've connected with amazing guests who have shared their expertise and wisdom on the show. So that is a big, messy, unorganized summary of my 2020. But let's make it a bit more concrete and hopefully give you some takeaways that will be helpful to you as we look to the new year. So here's a few things I've learned this year. One is that small businesses are incredible and we can make things happen fast. The way that small businesses have adapted to the realities of COVID-19 honestly blows my mind. This has been such a hard year for so many small businesses, particularly any businesses with in-person components like weddings or retail or restaurants. And yet, the innovation that we've seen pretty much overnight in response to the closures and regulations have been amazing. Personally, I've even been amazed by how fast we've been able to make changes at Station 7. Like I said, within about 10 days of closing our doors, we went from having no online shopping to having almost our entire inventory shoppable from our website. We launched curbside pickup, we launched private shopping, and we did all of this super fast. This has been such a learning process for me personally to see that big things don't have to take forever. Big things can happen in business relatively quickly when you set your mind to them. And this is something I really do hope to take forward. Even though I so hope that things won't be how they are for too much longer, After COVID-19 has passed, I hope to remember that I can do big things and I can do them quickly. Another thing I've learned is that delegating is more than just transferring your work. One thing I've been forced to do this year is delegate. Between two businesses and a podcast, there is just no way that I would have been able to hold on to everything. And so I have fully let go of control of several things. In fact, I let go of more and more every month. I no longer manage Station 7 shopping. I don't manage customer communications for the most part. And in the last month, I've even delegated operations for Good Sheila. And yes, this takes a lot of work off my plate. It frees up time. And that is amazing. But even more than that, it has freed up so much space in my mind. Yes, I don't actually need to do these tasks that I've delegated. But I also don't need to think about them or worry about them or stay up late wondering how they're going to get done. My mental space has more time to be creative, to think about things that are still on my plate, like increasing sales and continuing to explore how I can make an impact. And that mental space being freed up has been such a gift. Another thing I've learned is that having a full plate is good for productivity, but there is a limit. Having an overflowing plate is not a kind thing to do to yourself. I've realized this year that I actually like to have a lot of work to do. I like to have a lot on my plate, as long as that work is exciting to me. 
As long as I feel like things are happening and there are important tasks for me to work on, I spend my time better and I'm more efficient when I'm busy. But sometime this year, I realized that there is a limit to this and there's a way to go too far. I piled my plate so full that I was completely and totally overwhelmed. It did not feel good. And as I mentioned, it affected my mental health. And it was completely my doing. I care about the people who work for me, and I wouldn't want them to feel that way about their work. So I would never put so much on someone who worked for me. Why would I put so much on myself? I also learned about creative solutions. This year, when things got hectic, I felt like I was going to have to give something up. That I wouldn't be able to run Station 7, Good Sheila, and the podcast all at the same time. I agonized over this for a lot of this year because I really do love all three and I had no idea where I'd start when it came to giving one up. But toward the end of the year, I realized that, okay, maybe I wasn't willing to let one go, but I needed to think creatively about how I could continue running all three and still have enough time and energy to do justice to each of them. And at some point I realized I could, but I would need to give up the operations of Station 7 and Good Sheila the fulfilling and shipping orders, scheduling staff at the store, placing vendor orders, keeping supplies stocked, answering questions from customers and staff while we're open. So I'm super proud that Mary, who has worked with me for about a year and I've known a lot longer, agreed to step up to the role of operations manager and oversee all of the quote unquote running smoothly aspects of both Station 7 and Good Sheila. This frees me up to do what I love the most and what will ultimately help us grow these businesses, which is to create. Whether that's marketing campaigns, podcast episodes, Instagram posts, emails, or painting new Good Sheila products, it has been an enormous weight off my shoulders to have this opportunity to focus on what excites me most. This way of splitting up operations across a couple of businesses is not the most obvious solution to finding a way to reduce my workload, but I'm so glad that I get to hold on to all three and that I kept looking for another way. Another thing I learned this year is that to level up, you will have to feel uncomfortable. This year, I finally realized that if I never feel uncomfortable with what I'm doing, I'm probably not pushing myself enough. That if I always feel ready for everything I do, I probably waited too long to do them. Launching this podcast has shown me more clearly than anything else that just because something makes you nervous does not mean it's not a very good idea. I'm so glad that I was willing to start this podcast despite the discomfort and the self-doubt because it has illustrated so clearly that if we are always listening to the doubt or the voice in our heads that wants to protect us from taking risks, we are probably holding ourselves back from something that could be amazing. And the last thing I learned is that focusing on what you care about what your why is, is the most powerful motivator you can find. This is what I love so much about the work that we're doing on this podcast. We're exploring how we can do something that we care about and run a business we love, how we can make an impact on the world through doing work that fulfills us. When things get stressful and tough, there is nothing more motivating than being able to go back and remind yourself of your values and say, this is why I'm doing this. This is why I show up every day. This is why I put in the work, because I have a vision of the world that I want to live in, and I know that everything I do is in service of that goal. And just a quick side note, if you're not clear on your values and what your business is doing to make the world a better place, I have a free resource that you can download that will help you get clear on that. You can find that at 
makinggoodpodcast.com slash good business. Okay, so to sum up these learnings into actionable tips, number one, big changes can happen fast when you commit to them. Number two, delegating frees up your time and mental space. Number three, having a full plate is a good thing to a point. Number four, look for creative solutions. You'll probably find one. Number five, be willing to be uncomfortable. And number six, to motivate yourself, focus on what you care about and what you're working toward. Okay, so before I wrap this episode up, let's talk about some of my thoughts on 2021. First of all, I have set a word of the year to be a theme for the action that I take this year. And that word is bold. To me, this word means go for it. Do the dang thing. Step up and be willing to put yourself out there. But that's all I've set in terms of a yearly goal slash intention. I have not set any resolutions or annual goals. Instead, I'm focusing on setting goals by each quarter, which is something I learned from Mariah Tompkinson of Bloom Hustle Grow. Over some time off between Christmas and New Year's, I read The 12-Week Year by Brian P. Moran and Michael Lennington, and I have been super motivated to try this method of planning out. In this method, you set goals for 12 weeks from now and no further out. So I have a couple of business goals for my first 12-week year, which is the first quarter of 2021. The first is a revenue goal for Station 7 for the first three months of the year. This goal will be a challenge and will require me to come up with new projects and initiatives to get us there. And my second goal is a number of new wholesale accounts for Good Sheila in the first three months of the year. Using the 12-week year methodology, I have broken these down into specific actions I need to take each week, and I have it all organized in Notion, which is what I'm using for project management. Notion is kind of a mix between something like Trello and Asana and Evernote, and I love it. And if you would be interested in hearing an episode on Notion and how I use it, send me a DM on Instagram and let me know at Lauren Tilden, L-A-U-R-E-N-T-I-L-D-E-N. So those are my two concrete goals for the next couple of months. But what else is on my horizon? Continuing to give back. I'm going to continue 5% for good through Good Sheila, as I have been doing since 2018. And I haven't mentioned this before, but I'm super excited that I am applying 5% to good now also to Station 7. Station 7 will be donating 5% of profits as of Q4 2020. I'm just waiting on the final numbers. So how do I calculate this? For Station 7, I'm going to be calculating this as net profit, meaning revenue minus the cost of inventory and expenses. I take 5% of that number. So that number is after I've taken out payroll and rent, but before I've paid myself. Another thing on my horizon is more painting. My most recent Good Sheila collection is the most me collection I've ever done. It's watercolor paintings of flowers, and then the message on the card is what that flower represents. For example, the zinnia flower represents thinking of you. So the card that that flower is painted on also says thinking of you on the front. The money tree plant represents prosperity. So there's a card with the money tree plant on it, and the message is good luck. In 2021, I want to continue this, being just as intentional about what I create and creating things that feel so me. For Station 7, I'm planning to focus more on e-commerce. 
We want to increase our sales because A, we're a business and businesses want to make sales, but also because B, the more sales we have, the more we can support the small businesses that we buy product from. COVID-19 has changed the way that a brick and mortar store like ours experiences foot traffic. And who knows when things will return to our pre-COVID foot traffic, if ever. So how do we increase our sales without the same amount of people in the store or more people in the store? One way that we're addressing this is to increase our focus on online sales. I will definitely keep you posted on this and share what I learn. When it comes to this podcast and the topic of making good, I want to continue putting more and more of my time and energy into making good and to helping people build strong small businesses, market them effectively, and then make a positive impact with them. I will be launching a digital course later this year about building your values into your business, and I'm super excited about that. I also spent some time looking at podcast analytics over the past year, and one thing I learned is that you all love the marketing episodes, so I've been exploring other ways to help you with your marketing, aside from podcast episodes. Whether that's a mini course, templates, copywriting tutorials, or something else, I'm still playing with exactly what this looks like, but stay tuned. So that's a bit of a wrap of 2020 and some of the thoughts I have for the future. I hope you enjoyed this deeper look into the ins and outs of my business and life and to how I'm approaching the year to come. A couple of things I have for you if this episode resonated with you. One, as I mentioned, get your good business workbook. This is a 17 page free PDF that will help you get clear on what you care about and how your business is going to do something about it. You can get that at makinggoodpodcast.com slash good business. And second, I would love to connect with you. Join a community of small business people who are also on a mission to make a difference. This Facebook group was created specifically for people like you who want to make change in the world and to use their business to do so. To be redirected to the Facebook group, go to makinggoodpodcast.com slash community or just search good business community on Facebook. If you enjoy making good, can I ask you a huge favor? Will you leave a review of this podcast? It helps other people browsing through the podcast app know that this podcast is worth listening to, and it helps spread our message of doing good through small business. Also, one more update. Two of my Instagram accounts have been combined. I combined my making good account with my Lauren Tilden account. So from now on, all things making good, you can find at at Lauren Tilden on Instagram. That's at L-A-U-R-E-N-T-I-L-D-E-N. I would love to hear from you. You can find links to the resources I mentioned at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 43. Thank you for being here and for focusing on making a difference with your small business. Talk to you next time.